Danielle Houston at Propel Insurance. I'm a benefits advisor and you're listening to my podcast, The Checkup. Thanks for taking a listen with us today. Hope you've maybe grabbed a little coffee or tea and join us as we talk about building community at work. This is the second episode that I'm doing that's part of an HR special series that I've titled Beyond Benefits, Building Community at Work. And I'm really excited today to have Pam Johnson as my special guest. Pam is Propel Insurance's Director of Human Resources. So we've got some in-house expertise today. Pam came to us two years ago after more than 25 years at another notable Northwest company that also works in some financial services. She's brought some fresh eyes and new ideas and bevy machines to the kitchen. That was the thing where everybody was like, whoa, someone new is here. These bevy machines are amazing. I gotta make a statement. Yeah, you did. And I love, I love the bevy machine. So that was your first global act of change in building community at Propel. That water cooler is an important step, you know. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, as you said, I have been in HR for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. I started in the compensation area, and I did compensation analyst work for about six years, and then I moved over into the global HR area, and I worked with our expatriate population and immigration laws and global benefits. Interesting. And I moved into a broader role because that was very applicable to, you know, looking at HR operations and broader company benefits and operational parts of HR. So that's where I focused, and then I came to Propel, and I do everything in HR. So I've yeah. expanded to all areas, and it's been really great. It's been fun. Glad to have you. Yeah. I love that HR is just not this one kind of trick pony. There are so many different facets, and obviously you just talked about things like immigration and expats and compensation, I mean, depending on where you're at and who you're working with. Such a big part of this pie of human resources that just seems to regularly shift and change. Yeah, and you know, you see the hiring and firing and those sorts of things yeah. on the top of the iceberg, but what's underneath is a lot of stuff that some people find exciting. <laughs> compliance and regulatory and operational that makes yeah. everyone's experience smooth. That's right. And, you know, it's a good thing to know people and to be able to have different HR people that you can tap into because there's just no way that one person and one team could be all of those things no. to everybody. And that leads me to my next question, which is, Everyone in HR that I talk with has a mentor. They have someone that they have watched and copied on their way up. You know, you get great ideas, you learn things to do or what not to do. What is one thing that if there was an HR person who's watching you, what would you say you should definitely do this thing that I'm doing? <laughs> I've learned over the years that you need to stop and not form an opinion right away. It's good to listen and understand all the sides of the story because it's very easy to get caught up in sentiment and emotion and what people are saying, and it may or may not be true. So right. let's try to figure out what the real problem is by listening and just trying to take a step back. And it's great advice for life, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> We should all, we should all perhaps stop and listen a little bit more. So as we prepared for this episode, our focus is really talking about if you're going to build 
good community at work, you have to have a great culture. So you've identified four key things that help to create that great culture. So let's just talk through those and, you know, one by one kind of pick through them. The first one is trusted leadership. Mm -hmm. So what do you say about trusted leadership? I feel that companies with great cultures where people really like working there and they're engaged, they trust their leaders. It's hard for leaders of large companies to be visible and present in every office. It doesn't mean you have to be there side by side with everyone, but you need to make yourself known. You're the spirit of the company as the leadership team. And so your actions are you know, what people model. And if they trust you that you're doing the right thing for the company, they feel confident that you have what it takes to steer the ship in the right direction, then that is really, really important. And people who are trusted really build such a loyalty among people that work with them. Mm-hmm. I was preparing for this. I was you know, trying to work through some examples of my own experiences here at Propel and how they tie into these. And the first thing I thought of was I was brand new at Propel and I had some trust issues coming in. You know, I didn't know everybody yet. I knew kind of from an outside high level, but hadn't had any personal experiences yet. And one of my very first meetings with our president, he had chatted with me about, you know, where he saw me going and some, basically some promises that he was making. And he could tell just from, you know, how I was responding. He even said, he's like, you don't trust me quite yet, do you? And he went and got a piece of paper and he wrote those promises down on a piece of paper and he signed them and dated them, Hmm. and he lived up to it. And eight years later, that's something where, you know, there have been times that, you know, as an organization too, and being somewhere that you have to make a new commitment or you take a new risk, and I've had to look around and go, okay, I trust these people. They've never led me astray so far. Mm -hmm. The next one was values and purpose. So it's important that a company has a sense of values and purpose. A lot of companies have mission statements and a list of values, and that's great. Companies should seek to do that, but it's not just a list of words that you think sound neat. They're really ingrained values that you feel that you already have as a company that are important for the employees who work here to also embrace. You know, you can see examples of companies, and I brought this one. If you think of this list of values from one company, they sound really great. It's communication, respect, integrity, and excellence. Sounds amazing. Right? Who wouldn't think those are great values to have? (laughs) This company had a 64-page manual about how employees ought to be embracing these values and how they are important, and that company was Enron. So, And I think we all know what happened with Enron, but to summarize, they were not honest, there was not integrity, fleeced a lot of people with a lot of money. Right. So it was a list of values, but Mm -hmm. people aren't going to suddenly start acting this way because you wrote them down in a book or a manual. They're going to act the way they see other people acting. 
and they're going to take what is deemed to be acceptable as the company's values. So it's really important to have those values and purpose, but also live them and demonstrate them and role model them. Yeah. And that would take some honest assessment mm -hmm. of let's not talk about who we want to be later on, right? Like mm -hmm. even in my own personal health assessment, right? Like I want to eat five servings of vegetable and fruits every day, but if I'm not doing it today, it doesn't really matter. I right. kind of think the same thing as we talk about those values. <laughs> but even if you did eat that way, you might still have to write yourself notes and put and think about them and talk that's about true. that all the time or they slip. So that's right. That's why it's important to have, you know, values, but also to integrate them into your publications and your actions and keep them top of mind. The third one was meaningful work. People want to know what's expected of them. They want to feel good about coming to work and their capabilities. They want to feel like what they're doing matters to clients and to understand why they're doing these things. And so you can say, you know, we're going to pay them a lot and that's great, but that's not why they like working here probably. So and it's not why they keep coming no. back, right? Right. Yeah. If you want more money, you can probably go somewhere and find it, but you might not be happy. So let's make sure that the work we're doing is meaningful, it's relevant. We're looking at the times and changing and upping our game and raising the bar and people feel like they're all contributing to that effort. Right. Right. And I think one of the things is, you know, taking the time to make some things personal. Some of the comments that you made when we were putting this together is that sometimes, you know, gifts are nice to, you know, to employees. The money is nice, obviously, but sometimes just the simple thank you. Mm -hmm. Someone picking up the phone. Those have been some of the best times too that I've had here when I've done something well, I've accomplished something and my phone rings and I look down and, you know, it's someone on our executive team that was just like, hey, great job. Heard what you did today. Right. Like, you know, people love an a girl or an attaboy. <laughs> That's true. And it's yeah. so easy to say thank you. Um, it is. You know, make sure it's genuine. Don't just go around saying thank you to everybody and on Tuesdays at 10. That's not really That's right. going to be perceived as genuine, but yeah. a good thank you. Also, making sure your expectations are clear so that people feel like I did a great job on this and it's also something you wanted them to be doing yeah. so that they feel that you're in alignment, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm helping move the company forward. Yeah, and I think one of the other things that we've talked about, you know, internally, even on our team, is how people want to feel like they have a place to go, right? If they come into one position, is there a way that I can have some great accomplishments or learn from here to there and have that path that takes me beyond maybe where I'm at today? Mm -hmm. You can usually see examples of people who've been successful in your organization, but it helps if you know how you can get there too. Yeah, what you what's need to the road look to get like? There. It wasn't just luck that they... Yeah got there because they were here for 10 years. It's because they were good and they accomplished things and you can too. So yeah, yeah, that's great. I like that. And the last one is fun. What does fun mean? We can look around at a lot of companies that are here in the Northwest and they tout their fun. Mm -hmm. well, sure. There's lots of companies who do fun things. You don't need to have a ping pong table or free snacks to make people want to work here, but it helps if you have a fun place to come. We spend yeah. more of our time at work than we do with our families in some cases, and so let's try to make it fun. There's so many things that we can do. You know, We're focused on doing our work, and we should be, but we should take a few minutes every once in a while 
and maybe be spontaneous or maybe think of something creative and fun. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be free. One thing we've been doing here at Propel lately is I got all the managers these national day calendars. Okay. And every day is a national something day. There's like five <laughs> yes. things. And so we try to pick one out and celebrate it. Okay. So, for example, yesterday was National Coconut Cream Pie Day. So my team got a coconut cream pie and it was fun and it cost five dollars and i should have been in the office you yesterday missed out. you were I not dead i had no idea that was a day you know i get a lot of people asking me um can we bring our dogs to work for bring your dog to work day and unfortunately our building won't let us do that but we could all bring pictures of our dog and put it That's up right. on the wall that's a fun thing that doesn't take any time or money but just creates a sense of teamwork and fun and I can think of, you know, here in this office in particular, we've had costume parties and it's not just Halloween. There have been, you know, like a Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. little shindig that went down. That. Yeah. Was that HR approved? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> we've had lunches where people bring in board games and just like, you know, play some Monopoly, play some Scrabble, interact with people on your lunch break, mm -hmm. cooking contests, bring in your best chili, bring in your best whatever, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tie it to maybe a charitable event that we're doing or fundraising for something. Yeah. So we can make yeah. that fun too. I was gonna, in fact, I think two weeks from now, we're having our jeans week and for $20 a week mm -hmm. that goes to... Mm, in Tacoma, it goes to Relay for Life. Okay. Um, and in other offices, they've selected other charities in our branches, but that's a very easy way to raise money because everyone wants to wear jeans to work and they will yes. happily pay $20 to our charity. So. Absolutely. And it's a great way to have fun and also do something good and meaningful for mm -hmm. someone else, for sure. These are things that I think really are basic. And yet sometimes we all get distracted from being great at the basics because there's so many other things going on, whether we're focusing on technology trends and what's emerging there and what we should be adopting and doing. Are we automating, you know, the cultural and societal shifts that are happening too, where we have to be more aware in the workplace of how we're including people and creating those environments where everyone feels welcome and wanted. But one of the takeaways that I had from this is, you know, we still can't stray from some good old fashioned basics like trust, values, meaningful work, and fun. That stuff never goes out of style. You can do all the other stuff and still have people don't feel like they're part of a work community. Mm -hmm. So maybe dialing it back to focus on some of those things can help us create some new opportunities for inclusiveness. So thanks for joining, Pam. Really appreciate you making time for us today. And thanks to all of you for tuning into the checkup. Remember, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, propelinsurance.com, iTunes, Stitcher, just to name a few. But we're glad that you've listened. And as always, hope that you've been inspired to do something different. And remember that we're all in it together. Thank you.